Welcome, fellow players! My name is Victor Sulfera and this is Generation PlayStation. MLB is going to Game Pass and PlayStation is going... Hollywood? Welcome, my fellow players, to GenPS, the Generation PlayStation podcast, and this one is going to be a longer one because I have been out for some weeks um, because people here at home were sick, including me, and it was a bit of a tough time, and um, I was not able to deliver uh, episodes like I would have wanted to, so... Yeah, also this one is going to be a bit weird because part of this episode um, was recorded some time ago and another part of this episode I am just recording right now. So maybe sometimes things don't seem perfectly synced up with um, the times, you know, sometimes it could be the case that I'm saying something that is not uh, up to date anymore. I hope that doesn't happen. I checked uh the files and what i was saying but maybe i missed something and um news came out and changed some of the things that i said um but i think it's pretty much up to date whatever i had already recorded and of course now i'm recording new stuff and of course this is gen ps the generation playstation podcast the podcast that is all about the love for playstation and this is where i talk about the news in the world of PlayStation. I talk about what new games are coming out, what games will be coming out in the next couple of days, also what games I might recommend or what people are talking about, and what prices um, you can take advantage of, what sales you can take advantage of to get your gaming on for a cheaper price with sales on the PlayStation blog uh, on the PlayStation blog on the PlayStation store or whatever um, maybe something else and this time around uh, there is a cool thing for you definitely uh, that I want to talk uh, about and also at the end of the show I like to talk about uh, a big topic which this time around is going to be about PlayStation services or this is what happens every other week I talk about an historical topic and. I will tell you about what the topic for next week is at the end of the episode. But right now, let's get to the news. It's the circle of news. Wow. This week was, um, or more than a week, because I've been away for more than a week. Um, but this time that I was absent was pretty crazy when it comes to PlayStation news. Man, oh man, um, and just as I was about to record all of this, even more stuff came in. So <laughs> this might be a bit unstructured, so just stick with me. Um, I'm going to try to do my best to explain all of this stuff to you guys. Let's get through it. There is a new PS5 system software update. It's an update that makes it possible to store PS5 games on external storage, be it an HDD or an SSD, um, and you just have to connect your external storage through USB, and then you can transfer your PS5 games from your console to that external storage. Now, previously, this was only possible with PS4 games. You This was already possible. You could just connect um, an external storage 
with the USB port on the PS5. And then you could load um, PS4 games on that storage and you could even play off that storage, right? Now, with the PS5 games, it's a bit different. We now have the ability to download games to our PS5 and to the internal storage only. It is not possible to download games directly to the external storage, which is a bummer. But, well, better than nothing, I guess. Because, of course, this way you still have to have always some uh, free space on your PS5 so that you can even download the titles, um, even if you then intend to put them on the external storage anyway. It's a bit of a bummer, but yeah, um, as I said, better than nothing. Um, and the thing with the PS5 games is that you can also not play them off of the external storage because, well, they just need that SSD that is inside the PS5. They have also mentioned again that M.2 um, expansion that they want to make possible, but not yet possible. Uh, it is not yet possible. And they have just said that they will give an update uh, on the PlayStation block whenever anything changes. But right now, it's still not possible to add an SSD to that M.2 slot on the PS5 because that's the only way uh, to increase the internal storage, which can then also be used to play PS5 games and not just store them. But this is still pretty cool. So downloading games to your internal storage and then moving them from the internal storage to a, an external storage, storing them there. It can be a hard drive. I mean, you can put a two terabyte hard drive or whatever on there, store tons of games on your external storage. And then when you want to play them, you can then again transfer them to the PS5. And I can pretty much guarantee that putting them on an HDD connected through USB is probably going to be slower, but it's still a lot better than downloading. Uh, it will very, uh, uh, I can guarantee you for sure that it will be better. But what will be even better than that is then transferring them from the external storage to the internal storage because the write speeds of the internal storage on the PS5 are really, really good. So when you are copying the games from your HDD, from your external HDD to the internal SSD, then it will be there pretty quickly for you to be able to play the game. So that is pretty, pretty cool. Um, that is something we have been waiting for for a long, long time. And if you want to read more about this, of course, check out the PlayStation blog. They have more information on there. And that's not everything that is included in this update, because, of course, also there are new social features. There is now play, uh, share play possible between PS4 and PS5 consoles. If you don't know uh, share play, it's, well, essentially you can share your screen with friends that also own a PS4 or PS5 console. In this case, it was already available on PS4 to share your PS4 screen with other PS4 players. And now you can do it with a PS5. You can share your PS5 screen with PS4 players and even let them play your game remotely. So that is pretty cool. You can do um, couch co-op together with share play, even if you're not sitting on the same couch. Um, that is a real cool thing. You can just, in share play, you can just say, give a controller to that remotely um, connected person 
and then that person now has the ability to control your game just like you do and you can just activate that as a player too in your game and then play uh, co-op games very very cool feature and and not just for that but even just for if you're playing a single player game i know some people like to do this where they just give the controller to the next person uh, and they just then look at everything unfolding and then it's the turn of the next person going so you can do this with multiple people even with a single player game this could be a cool option so very very cool feature i love that it is possible between the older generation and the new generation of playstation consoles that is something that i like to see and also you can request to join game sessions you will be able to see when i mean you already are able to see when friends are uh, playing certain games if they allow playstation to show that information to you because of course there are some privacy options where you can turn that off but if they allow that to be shown then you can see that and you can request to join that game you know with the ability uh, now to have share play which is pretty cool as well and then of course also some personalization options and um, it's all about the game base which if you don't know it's the part of the ps5 where you have um, your parties and friends and you go on there to then you know talk in a party when you're in a part of a party or when you want to send a message or whatever Uh, it's now easier to switch between parties and uh, you can now also from there turn off notifications and stuff so that's that's all really cool Um, and even more stuff you can also disable game chat or adjust players volumes and also something that i find really really cool is game update pre-download so just like with pre-downloads for game releases where uh, the game will be downloaded to your console even before it releases it will just be locked until the release date comes it is now possible if the developer so um wants it to if if they uh, actually implement that feature they can you know release or not release in this case but they can allow you to download updates before they are released so you will have them on your console already they will not be ready to play because they will only be ready to play when the release date comes this way whenever a new um, update is scheduled for a game let's say destiny you don't have to on that day when it releases you don't have to sit there and wait until it's finished you can actually pre-download that update and when that date then comes it will be ready to go so that is really really cool as well then also you can customize your game library which means you can for example hide games from your game library which makes it easier to look for what you actually want you can do screen zoom which is a very cool option for Uh, accessibility reasons you know just zoom into your ps5 screen to be able to read whatever is on the screen um, a bit better also some new trophy settings Um, you can now choose you know that automatic uh, video clip or screenshot that is uh, that that the playstation takes whenever you get a, um, a trophy that can now be adjusted so it's like only when it's a gold trophy or a platinum trophy so it's not always uh, taking those screenshots and video clips that is also pretty cool and also some new features for the playstation app including 
managing the storage of the PlayStation uh, 5 directly on the PlayStation app on your smartphone. Amazing. Uh, this, I didn't expect as much um, from the next PS5 update, but this is, this is a lot, and it's a lot of really, really cool stuff, and man, this is a really, really cool update. And speaking of updates, Fortnite is soon getting an update, and that is Alloy. Alloy from Horizon Zero Dawn, or the upcoming game Horizon Forbidden West, is going to join Fortnite April 15. Uh, she's now part of the Fortnite's primal season, which fits very well given the game she's in, um, or the game she's from, I should say. And... Uh, I think it's really, really interesting looking at Kratos already being on Fortnite and even some competitors like Master Chief. But just looking at the PlayStation side of things, you have, of course, uh, Kratos already on there and now also Aloy. Will we see in the future more PlayStation characters like Nathan Drake or whatever? Or, you know, Jin Sakai? Maybe. Um, would be very, very cool. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm interested in seeing how this develops because of course, I mean, look at Fortnite. It's, it's so amazing. I've said this multiple times before. It's just a celebration of video games. And it seems that PlayStation wants to be a part of this uh, celebration. And of course now, and this is also pointed out by the PlayStation blog, you can even team up, um, Alloy with Lara Croft <laughs> another character that is in Fortnite. It's just worlds colliding and I love it. It's um, it's amazing. As I said before, Fortnite is not necessarily, you know, my favorite thing in the world, but I still enjoy seeing all of this stuff. I think it is really, really cool. Uh, of course, there are weapons, there are um, gliders uh, or whatever you want to call them. Um, it looks like uh, a gigantic uh, bird from Horizon Zero Dawn. A lot of stuff is included here. Armor. Uh, it's not just the character, but all other stuff as well. Again, if you want to get all of the uh, information, then check out the PlayStation blog. They have uh, that all detailed on there. And another thing that I find interesting, um, now that I'm talking about Fortnite and also Epic, uh, Epic Games has announced that they got a big funding um i think up to one billion dollars and 200 million dollars were from sony yeah sony has invested before in epic and they are doing it again their relationship sony and epic is doing very very well which to me makes it a bit weird that when sony releases games on pc they do it on steam kind of weird why don't they go exclusively to the Epic Game Store? It's a bit weird. Um, but maybe that will happen uh, anytime soon. Um, I don't know. But it's definitely good seeing how Sony and Epic just like each other. And um, I think that both can profit from a good relationship. Now, let's look at some stuff that isn't as pleasant. Because there is a big article on Bloomberg by Jason Schreier, which I've said this before, he's one of the best in the industry. 
and it is titled Sony's obsession with blockbusters is steering unrest within PlayStation Empire. And it's something very interesting to read and I would advise you guys to check it out. It's very interesting. It talks about this visual art service group which has been uh, for a long time part of PlayStation history. Um, it's it's a studio that is mostly used for helping other studios develop their games. And they had some issues. Um, Michael Mumbauer uh, is a guy who took direction of Visual Arts Service Group in 2007. And they were working on stuff. They were tasked with an Uncharted remake. And then they instead worked on a, the last of us remake for ps5 because the last of us is a bit um, more modern than uncharted and it would be easier to make a remake of the last of us instead of a remake of the first uncharted game and also sony band is also mentioned here in this article because sony band you know them from um days gone and they tried to get a days gone sequel but Sony was like, nah, we are not going to do that, which a lot of people will not like. I know that. I know that a lot of people did like Days Gone, even if it wasn't the best received PlayStation game. There are still a lot of fans of Days Gone out there. And now they have the confirmation that there is not going to be a Days Gone 2 anytime soon, unless PlayStation changes their mind. Now, the interesting thing here, because not having a Days Gone 2 isn't really shocking to me. What is a bit more shocking is that they were then, and I'm talking about Sony Band, they were then put on an Uncharted project and working together with Naughty Dog on a multiplayer project until Sony Band felt like, well, this is getting dangerous and maybe they will just make us a part of Naughty Dog and we will cease to exist as a in independent, and it's not independent because they are part of uh, uh, PlayStation, but independent from Naughty Dog, so to say, they will cease to exist as an independent studio inside of PlayStation, if that makes any sense. What I mean is that they were scared that they would just become part of Naughty Dog and that they would just have to start working on whatever Naughty Dog is working on and they could not anymore choose projects that they were interested in they would just have to work on whatever naughty dog is working and that made them ask playstation to you know get them off of all those projects they didn't want to work on uncharted or anything naughty dog related and now they are working on a new ip as it seems which that is a pretty good um piece of news i think a new sony band game a new ip that makes me pretty excited, honestly. Um, but it is a bit weird, and this is what Jason Schreier really is trying to point out, is that it seems like it's all about Naughty Dog. With the Visual Arts Service Group and with Sony Band, instead of working on their own projects, they were just constantly put on projects um, that had to do with Naughty Dog. And it shows that Naughty Dog is just a favorite of PlayStation, which makes sense. They make great games, right? But a lot of these guys working for Visual Arts Service Group or working for Sony Band wanted to do their own thing. 
And this is where it gets tricky because Sony seems to be more focused on the formula that is already working instead of trying new things. At least this is what Jason Schreier is trying to tell us. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I do see that PlayStation is a bit more careful than what they used to be. Especially when we look back at PlayStation 3, PlayStation, they were crazy towards the end. They were just, or towards the middle, really, the middle and the end, they were crazy. They were trying out new things left and right. And that carried over a bit to the PlayStation 4. But at some point, when they got really, really big, that they then started taking those, uh, um, they then stopped taking as much risks as before. And this is kind of also what happened with Sony after the PlayStation 2. They just became a bit cocky. Now, I think that classifying PlayStation as cocky right now, there are other reasons to do that besides this. This may be a hint for that as well. But as I said, I don't completely agree with it because when you look at games like Returnal, for example, you look at games like Dreams and you look at the investment that PlayStation is doing in the indie space, I don't necessarily agree that PlayStation is just focused on the big blockbuster games. They might be leaning more on those than they were before, but they have not completely given up on smaller games, so to say. And if you ask me, I would prefer them to team up with independent indie studios to help them develop their games, maybe make them exclusive for PlayStation with some deal, um than to have their own studios working on games like that. Because I think that there are a lot of talented independent studios out there that can produce great games. And it is not necessary to have PlayStation do that because what they do very well, at least most of their studios, in my opinion, is producing AAA big budget titles. We've seen that with Horizon. We've seen that with God of War. We've seen that... With The Last of Us 2, we've seen that with Ghost of Tsushima. That's what they are really good at. And it makes sense for them to keep focusing on those types of games because it's just working out for them. And as I said, for me, I prefer them to um, work with other independent studios and help them develop the games that they want to develop. Now, this, of course, also applies to these guys at Visual Arts Service Group and Sony Band. If they want to work on something different and Sony is not letting them, then they will probably leave the company. And that maybe is something that is not so cool because a lot of those guys are talented guys. And losing talent is always something that you don't really want. But still... At the end of the day, if it's not part of their vision, whatever Sony is trying to do, then it's probably for the better if they leave the company and start their own thing. It's it's an interesting article, for sure. And you should check it out. It's telling us a few things. But first and foremost is that Sony is a lot more careful than before. They are not taking as much risks. And Naughty Dog is their favorite. (laughs) And it kind of makes sense, right? It kind of makes sense. But it's also sad when you look back at all the games that were released 
during the PlayStation 3 era, those crazy games that we don't see anymore. And I know that a lot of people like those games. I've spoken about uh, Sony Japan Studio before and how now they're part of um, Team Asobi. And I think that they fit well within that team uh, working on Astrobot, which is a really, really cool character. And I hope to see more games with Astrobot. And I, I said before, the games that they used to release, they weren't releasing those games for a long, long time anymore. So it's not like that much changed. And looking at this news again, also, when was the last time Sony gave us a game like that, like they did back in the day on the PlayStation 3? It's been a long time. Maybe the closest thing to that is Dreams. And Dreams, and Jason Schreier here, says that, well, Dreams could have been something like Roblox, which is making tons of money now. And this is not exactly what he said. Of course, I'm just um, saying these things with my own words. It's not word for word what Jason Schreier said in the article. But he's comparing Dreams to Roblox and saying that PlayStation might have missed out there if they had promoted Dreams a bit more than they could have a hit like Roblox, which I don't agree with. I think those are very different games. First of all, Roblox is free to play, has been out for a long time, so it didn't become a hit overnight. Uh, Dreams um, didn't have nearly, I mean, not even close to that amount of time to develop. Also, Dreams is is very different. Uh, Roblox is more catered towards towards children. If you look on YouTube Kids, for example, you'll find a ton of uh, Roblox content. When I think of dreams, I think of guys who might be actually interested in getting into game development. Might not be necessarily uh, most people working on dreams games or playing dreams games, but I think, I, I just, I don't know. That's the type of person I think of when I think of dreams. That's at least my perception. And my perception of Roblox is a very different one. It's that it's just children who like to explore and, and like Minecraft. It's a very different appeal and I think it's not comparable at all. And I think that the push that they are giving it now is actually surprising. Maybe they could have pushed it more back in the day, yes. But they are still supporting Dreams. They still are supporting Dreams and Dreams is still being updated and all of that. Um, the community has evolved. The games on there are getting better. The games developed by the community. So I don't agree with all of that. And maybe Dreams is the best example of Sony also still being able to look at other types of games and not just relying on the big blockbusters. But even if they are exclusively relying on the blockbusters, they are definitely leaning on those the most. I mean, that is for sure. And especially when you look at, there's now this Netflix deal where um, Sony movies will, after their theater theatrical run, uh, release exclusively on Netflix. This starts in the next year, 2022. So you will see whenever Uncharted, you know, the Uncharted movie comes out or that Ghost of Tsushima movie that was recently announced. Whenever those come out and they're, they are out of cinemas or theaters, you will see them on Netflix. And this is something that they're focusing on. They are 
working on movies and they are working on HBO, uh, that HBO series, uh, The Last of Us, uh, is going to have. They are focusing a lot of, on that. But as I said, I don't think it's exclusively. It's just they are a bit more careful than, than they were before. And speaking of all those deals, right? Um, PlayStation going Hollywood with all of the TV shows they are planning with uh, the movies. And speaking specifically of the TV show, The Last of Us, that is going to be on HBO. And that I think is going to be a really, really good one. There, the whole thing with The Last of Us remake starts making a bit more sense. They want to take advantage of that TV show to uh, sell The Last of Us again. And they don't just want to sell you the old game because that is going to be uh, a low-priced game at that point. I mean, it is already. <laughs> It's already quite cheap to get The Last of Us. Uh, you can play, of course, The Last of Us on PS3, the original. But if you don't want to, you know, play on PS3 because you either don't own a PS3 or it's collecting dust somewhere, then you can also play on PS4 or on PS5 with with backwards compatibility um, the The Last of Us uh, Remastered uh, version. And The Last of Us Remastered is a fine-looking game. It's perfectly playable. It looks amazing. It plays amazing. It's a really, really good game. And in my opinion, it doesn't need a remake. I would prefer them to remake something different. Unless they are like, well, we're going to add even more content. Um, we're going to make it, I don't know, uh, make more playable ca uh, characters available. I don't know, maybe you um, you pl play Joel's brother or whatever. Uh, maybe they can s think of something. Um, side stories that they uh, maybe might add. I don't know. Um Maybe if they do that, and also accessibility options. The accessibility options of um, The Last of Us 2 in The Last of Us 1 would be very much appreciated for a lot of people, I'm sure. But even then, I don't think that you would need a full-fledged remake. I think, I don't know, you could do like... <laughs> but that would be weird, a remaster from the remaster. Um, yeah, I don't know. It... it, it Of course, when you look at The Last of Us, especially The Last of Us Remastered, it's not a game where you think, okay, that game needs a remake. Now, I would think of other games uh, in PlayStation history, uh, maybe some PlayStation Vita games, like Gravity Rush, um, but of course, those didn't sell as well, um, because the PlayStation Vita didn't sell that much. So maybe looking at some more popular titles... Maybe, because there are rumors, and I've talked about this before, Metal Gear Solid being licensed out by Konami. Well, remake Metal Gear Solid. That would be cool. And that game definitely needs a remake. But The Last of Us? Especially The Last of Us Remastered? Does it really need a remake? No. No. No, it doesn't. But they will be able to charge you $70. And when you're are already releasing a TV show on HBO, then you might just also take advantage of that, right? So they are going to put out The Last of Us Remake at a full price, most probably, and people will be watching the HBO series and going, I want to play that, and they will see that there is this remake for PS5, and they will just buy it, because a lot of those people will probably 
not be hardcore gamers. Maybe they didn't even know about The Last of Us or they had heard about The Last of Us, but they have never played it. They would just go on their PlayStation and then they will see, oh, there is this remake of The Last of Us there. This is the same thing that happened with uh, The Witcher. The Witcher uh, had the TV series, of course, uh, or the Netflix series, uh, which was popular. And then that made a lot of people play The Witcher 3. The sales uh, were going through through the roof, um, the sales of the, the Witcher 3, because of The Witcher on Netflix. And this is the same thing that Sony is trying to take advantage of. And strategically, it makes a lot of sense. But this is, again, a thing of PlayStation becoming a corporation mostly um, formed by people in suits. You know what I mean? These are people thinking about the dollars. And not necessarily all of them. As I said before, and I want to be clear, I don't think they are exclusively looking at their blockbuster titles. I think they are still giving other ideas, other games, a chance. But it's clear that their main focus is all of that stuff. The big blockbusters from Naughty Dog or, you know, other big studios like Sony Santa Monica or, you know, the the, the big hitters. And, I mean, financially, yes, it makes sense. But as a PlayStation fan, is it something that I want to see? I mean, yeah, kind of. I do. I mean, I don't... I, this is the thing. I don't mind The Last of Us remake, but I don't need it. You know what I mean? And that's... I think that that pretty much sums it up. I mean, it's cool. When it's, when it's there, it will be cool to play it, but The Last of Us is fine the way it is. I don't need it. And as I said, I don't like seeing PlayStation turn into a corporation made of... Uh, or formed by people in suits, which I do look at Jim Ryan like that. And a lot of people were clamoring for Sean Layden to come back to PlayStation, and that is not going to happen. I don't think that is going to happen anytime soon. And maybe this all makes clear why um, Sean Layden left the way he, he left, because maybe he just wasn't fine with the way PlayStation was planning the future. Maybe he was uh, interested in something else and they went separate ways. Which is a shame because I miss guys like Sean Layden. And of course there still is Shuhei Yoshida with PlayStation, but he doesn't appear nearly as much as before. And that's a shame. I, I want to see faces. And I want to see PlayStation be the friendly and cool company it was before. And I hope that they notice that most of their fan base want that as well. Or maybe I shouldn't say most of the fan base, but they're more dedicated fans. The hardcore fans that will be there whenever a console does flop, which doesn't happen often with um, PlayStation. You could argue that the only one that ever flopped was the PlayStation Vita. Or actually, I wouldn't even argue that. I think that is pretty clear. <laughs> when it comes to consoles, it's really just the PlayStation Vita. And even then, you know, the hardcore fans of PlayStation, they were there to support that system. And I hope that they notice that sooner or later and start showing some faces a bit more. Because Jim Ryan and also Herman Holtz, they just don't... They might be great at their job. But I want to see some people also being able to be in front of a camera and 
I don't know. Make us trust PlayStation a bit more because right now, I don't know. I don't know how much I can trust them. They are going uh, a direction which I'm not sure if if that is going to be the right way. I still believe that they are going to put out amazing games because they can do that. But I'm not sure about all the services and all the yeah, all the decisions that they're doing. If they are now I hope it stops with The Last of Us. I hope they are if if they now make The Last of Us remake, it then it's just less of a uh, less of us remake and that's fine. Okay, but if they then start doing remakes of everything, then no, come on now. I want some original ideas, which is also why we probably should hope for Returnal to be a success. Because of course that will then will then also make them think twice about a new IP. And at least Horizon worked, Ghost of Tsushima worked, so I just hope that sooner or later PlayStation understands that they have to be the PlayStation of the PlayStation 4 generation to have the same success that they had with the PlayStation 4, also with the PlayStation 5. I just hope that they um, that they find that out themselves before it's too late. And speaking of Naughty Dog also, which is interesting, there was a, a, a talk or a podcast episode of the Game Makers Notebook series um, where... Even Wells from Naughty Dog was talking to Ted Price from Insomniac Games and even was asked about Jack and Dexter and he said that there is no Jack and Dexter in development for sure but that they still love the characters and that a lot of fans want a new Jack and Dexter game. So that is also an example of a game that could maybe someday come back but... If it is true that Sony is just focusing on the big blockbusters, then you will never, ever see that game again. Unless it comes in a very different form. I don't know. But maybe Sony can prove my point that it's not all about the big blockbusters. They are still giving other games also a chance. That's what I hope and that's what I think. That they are more careful. They are focusing more on the big blockbusters, but they have not completely forgotten about indie games and other weirder, more original games like they used to do. And when I look at Returnal Dreams, I think that there's still something there. And that, and I hope we will still see those kinds of games in the future. Um, some sad news. Deathloop is again delayed. The... Target now is 14th of September. So I know a lot of people will not be happy about that. WWE 2K22 was announced and it's featuring um, Rey Mysterio all over it. Uh, there's a teaser trailer. Rey Mysterio is um, seems to be the guy that they're focusing on with this game. Of course, there was no 2K21 uh, after the la uh, last few WWE games uh, not being as successful and you know they just started thinking of how can they improve this and when I say they I mean Ukes and um, visual concepts and uh, yeah they are now back and I hope that they get it together 
um, and that this game will actually be good. But as of right now, we only have a teaser. We don't know much about it. We just know that it was announced. And now just going quickly through some other things. Um, talking about E3 2021, which is now confirmed to be a free um, event. You don't have to pay to participate. Um, of course, mark your calendars. Uh, 12th of June um, is when E3 2021 will start. And Xbox and Nintendo have said that they will be participating in this, which is interesting because I didn't expect E3 to come back this strong with... Um, if if there is a full showcase by Xbox and Nintendo, then this will be really, really big. If it will be just like in uh, the prior E3s, then this is very exciting. And I'm a bit bummed out that Sony isn't a part of this, but they had given up on E3 even before the pandemic started. So um, this was kind of expected. But maybe, you know, things can still change and... I could see them uh, maybe not necessarily participating directly with E3, but doing some shows, some state of play around that E3 time. I just know that Summer Game Fest last year, uh, Summer Game Fest, Summer Game Fest, um, which was uh, the official name, and then there was Summer Game Mess by Jeff Grubb. Um, he did the Summer Game Mess, which uh, the. <laughs> That's a, a funny story there. Uh, Summer Game S is... Uh, go check out uh, Jeff Grubb's Twitter and he will update you on the Summer Game S. It's a, a funny thing. and um, it, it shows very well why the Summer Game Fest last year was not that cool. Because it was just too stretched out. It's, uh, too much happening. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I liked E3 being the one place to go to get everything and maybe it doesn't have to be three days maybe you can do it the whole month but don't do it like three four months it it's just too much it's no thank you and yeah i'm hopeful that this will be a good a3 given the involvement of microsoft and nintendo and also ubisoft have announced that they have a showcase to show us um during e3 time and also square enix is prepping something so it will be very interesting to see how e3 will be this year and i hope it is the return to glory for e3 what does not need to return to glory though is playstation exclusives because they are just as glorious as they have ever been and you know the ps5 is now officially the fastest selling console in u.s history i mean uh, in the first five months, of course, because that's the time the PS5 has been out. And in that time, no other console has been able to achieve the same amount of sales as the PS5 has. So the PS5 is a massive hit. And the exclusives, like I was just talking about, also massive hits. Spider-Man Miles Morales has now officially outsold Ghost of Tsushima and The Last of Us Part Two in the United States. And... That is just to show you that even a game like Miles Morales that isn't the sequel uh, a lot of people were expecting for Spider-Man, it's, you know, a 1.5 instead of a 2, uh, if you will, because it's a different story that is being told. It's the story of Miles and not 
the direct continuation of what happened in Spider-Man. It's a continuation in some sense because it's not like um, like it's a, it's a prequel or anything. It is a sequel. It is a sequel for sure, but it's not continuing continuing with the narrative of Peter, which is what a lot of people were expecting probably. Um, or at least that we would have a team-up event here with Miles and Pete. But instead, we got a game that is focused on Miles, a character not as well-known as Pete's character, of course, and still, this game is selling like hotcakes. And it just goes to show you how strong PlayStation's exclusives are. Also, you know, the DICE Awards happened, and while Hades was the game of the year there, Ghost of Tsushima, for example, got four awards. The Last of Us Part Two got two, if I'm not mistaken. Then there was also an award for Miles Morales. There was an award for Dreams, and even Final Fantasy VII Remake, which isn't a first party, but it's still exclusive to PlayStation consoles. Nobody knows how, how long that will stay like that, because... Um, it has been rumored that the contract that PlayStation has with Square Enix for this game um, has terminated now. It, they can just now put it on whatever they want. They can put it on Xbox if they want to. That's at least what has been rumored. Um, but it's still an exclusive as of now, and that game got RPG of the Year at the DICE Awards. So even those games that are not directly developed by playstation uh, but still exclusive to the platform are doing very very well and so much that we are actually getting a new exclusive developed by um, a team called firewalk studios and these are guys who used to work at bungie they worked on destiny and they are working on a new AAA title. This was just announced. It's a AAA multiplayer title which is very interesting because it's not something we see playstation do a lot um, it will be interesting to see what they do here because we know them more for single-player narrative stories. And here now they are doing a multiplayer game, which is interesting. And this is not a first-party studio. It's still an exclusive. And given what we've seen from, from projects like this, I mean, you have to remember that Spider-Man was also not developed by... Um, a first-party studio, at least at that time. Nowadays, Insomniac Games is an, a first-party studio. Uh, Sony bought them, but at that time, uh, they were still um, not a part of Sony. They they were not a first-party studio, right? So it's very interesting, and, and I like this approach. As I said, uh, when it came to Jason Schreier's article, I would much prefer Sony to be working with other teams to develop indie titles, but it doesn't just have to be about indie titles. It can also be about, you know, the AAA exclusives. I would prefer the AAA exclusives to be developed by the teams that are with Sony, the teams that are actually first party, because I know that they can deliver some great, great stuff. And, you know, when it's the, in the hands of somebody else, you know, like we've seen with um, Destruction All-Stars, for example... Yeah, you don't know necessarily what you can get out of that, but it can still work very well and it depends on how PlayStation looks at it and how they control the the vision behind the game. How, if, if they see that, okay, this is not exactly up to the standards that we expected it to be, then they will have to tell that the studio and they will have to work on that to make it so that it has that quality standard that PlayStation is expecting. And 
maybe Destruction All-Stars there was yeah, an, an exception, but most of the time PlayStation does get it uh, right with all of this stuff. And so this game now developed by Firewalk Studios, very interesting to see, especially it being something new um, for PlayStation, a AAA multiplayer title. And yeah, and, and, and talking about the chances, taking chances, like um, I also talked about in, in when it came to the article by Jason Schreier, Returnal uh, has now gotten some previews and it's getting previewed very, very well. And it, it is something new also for um, PlayStation. It is something new for PlayStation because it's not necessarily the way PlayStation games looked in the past couple of years it's it looks a bit different in that sense um but it's still it's not like out of this world this idea um for for returnal when you compare it with other playstation exclusive games but it is definitely a completely new thing for housemark i mean housemark they have been developing more arcadey style um games and now they're working on returnal and the first previews make it seem like this will be a very very good game and it's exciting and it goes to show you how how strong they are even when it's not themselves developing the games most of the time as i said most of the time not always but most of the time they get it right and yeah exclusives all along are great on playstation even if it's not first party it's uh pretty impressive what is also impressive and this is the last story before i move on to the next segment, Fair for Your Square, where I will also be talking a bit about news, I could say, um, because uh, I will be talking about a new PlayStation Plus um, edition. I will be talking about um, uh, stuff like PlayStation Studios hiring a, a new head of mobile. So there are going to be some news, so to say, in the last segment, uh, not the next segment. Uh, I misspoke there, not in Fair for Your Square, but in the last segment where I will be talking about the big topic for this week, which is all about PlayStation services. I will be talking about news somehow there, um, but I, I thought it would be better to actually move them over to that segment. So I'm not talking about that here. You will have to wait a bit longer for me to talk about those things. But right now, to end the the, the segment of Circle of News, I want to say that I'm very impressed with Sony actually making a U-turn and now PS3 and PS Vita PlayStation stores are not going to be shut down. They will keep on working. Jim Ryan said that um, he, he actually admitted this. He This is what he said. It's clear that we made the wrong decision here, which is very, very good wording. It shows that they understand and that they listened. And so if, if you were worried about this, the PS3 store and the PS Vita store getting shut down, that is no longer going to happen. I mean, it will probably happen uh, sooner or later, but as of right now, it is not happening. But it is happening for the PSP still. Uh, it will close 2nd of July this year. So keep that in mind. PSP store is still going to close, which there I'm like, okay, I can better understand it because the PSP is very, very old. Um, so it's better, um, it's, it's better di digestible, I would say, um, with the PSP than it would have been with the PS3 and the PS Vita. The PS Vita especially because that thing uh, isn't that old. 
Um, so I, I understand that a bit better, but still, I would hope that Sony's thinking about something here, that they're thinking about a way to have PSP games live on forever, because that's not something that they did regarding the PS4 and the PS5, it seems, or maybe they did in some other form, but when it comes to actually being able to play on those consoles, there's this issue that you might not have heard of, but there is the C-bomb issue, which involves the battery inside there's a cmos battery inside your ps4 and your ps5 which is there to keep the time and stuff like that you will find this um type of battery inside of so many electronics um it's it's something very normal but what is not normal is that sony is just straight up um not going to let you play games when there is no connection to the PlayStation servers and your CMOS battery has died. And that is something that can definitely happen. And so this is affecting both the PS4 and the PS5. And this is a big issue. These are, I mean, PS5 is current gen, PS4 is technically last gen, but it's still currently widely used, especially because the PS5 isn't widely available. So this is worrisome. Uh, I hope that they have a strategy here, as I said, also for PSP, also for PS3, PS Vita, PS4, and PS5. I hope that they figure out a way to fix this. They could just get an update out there for the PS4 and the PS5, so it would be sure that you could still play those games on those consoles. Um, and that definitely i think i think that they have to do that and i've heard rumors that they are working on that so seeing how they made this u-turn for the ps3 and the ps vita stores gives me hope that they might also fix this c-bomb issue um but even better than that would be you know finding a, a better way to keep that going i don't know with um with backwards compatibility on ps5 for all those older games i mean we already have them um the backwards compatibility for ps4 um but even you know when then a ps6 comes out or whatever that they keep this trend going with backwards compatibility so that you are able to play those older games and i'm not talking about a selection of older games i'm talking about all of the games because this is gaming history this is playstation history and we have to preserve it it's very important to do so I mean, luckily, there are things like emulators and mods and whatever. There are lots of things we can do to preserve PlayStation games, but this shouldn't be the case. Like, PlayStation should be caring about this themselves, and they should be giving us an option themselves, not just something that we have to, you know, think of uh, ourselves. It, it, it should be coming from them. Uh, they should give us a solution and maybe something like PS Now can be of help. I, I think that they should do everything possible. So they should fix this CMOS uh, battery issue. They should give us more backwards compatibility. And they should definitely um, upgrade their services. And I'm looking at PlayStation Now to include more games and if you ask me, I would want them to include all games. That would be amazing. And I'm not saying that they should include them for free. I think that, uh, and I've talked about this in the past, I think that PlayStation Now could evolve to become something like Amazon Prime instead of Netflix, where it's you have a big selection of free um, titles that are included with your subscription, but you can also rent or buy more stuff. And... I would hope that this could be the future, but 
who knows. As I said, I will be talking about services at the end of the show, so stick around. I will talk more about that there. But for now, that's it with the Circle of News. And now let's get on with the next segment. Hey, that's fair for your square. Let's talk about new game releases on PS5 and what Metacritic scores they got. So, first of all, Judgment was released and it got an 84. Finally, the PS5 version version of Judgment was released and received a good rating. MotoGP 21 came out with an 81, also pretty good score. We got the Borderlands 3 Director's Cut, which has not been rated yet. We, of course, got MLB The Show 21 at full price, um, which got a 78. Then we got Oddworld Soulstorm, which was a free game. That got a 68. Um, not as well received as other Oddworld games. And, of course, at the beginning of this month, we got Outriders, which got a 74. And I know a lot of people are enjoying that game, even if it's not the best game in the world. We also, of course, got Final Fantasy XIV Online, A Realm Reborn, the PlayStation 5 version, which is very, very cool. We got Legends of Talia Arcadia and many more games. The Dark Side Detective, A Fumble in the Dark. I heard some good things about that game. Um, yeah, so there was also The Last Gods DLC for Immortals Phoenix Rising. A lot of stuff happened and I'm just talking about all the stuff that came out this month. Um, so of course there's going to be more stuff and I would say it was a pretty good month but it will be even better by the time the end of the month is actually here because we will have the PlayStation 5 version of Genshin Impact releasing in the next couple of days. Returnal of course is releasing April 30 and we also got Terminator Resistance Enhanced for PS5 on the same day which um yeah i would guess that returner is going to sell better but don't tell anybody about that um when it comes to ps4 of course near replicant and i'm not gonna say the version here because it's just ridiculous but you know near replicant um came out and it was well received with an 84 although um i think and I might be wrong about this, but I think that um, it got a worse score than Near Automata. I'm just going to check that, actually. Uh, Near Automata got an 88 back in the day. Yes, th- so that is true. But to be honest, um, Near back in the day got a much worse score. So um, who knows? Um, I have not played it. I know Nier Automata is a solid game. And I expect this to be a solid game as well. I know a lot of people love it. So um, if you enjoyed Nier Automata, definitely check this one out if you can. Then we had Atelier Mysterious Trilogy Deluxe Pack with a 73. Um, also other games that also came out on the PS5 also came out on the PS4. Like MotoGP 21, um, of course... Then um, let's look at another game that got a score because a lot of games on PS4 came out but they didn't get a score and I don't know nothing about them so I don't want to just be naming games um, that I don't know anything about so 
I want them at least to have something that I can talk about or a score, which we have one for Saga Frontier Remastered 76. It's it's good seeing Saga still um, around. Um, legendary series from back in the day from Japan. So uh, I love to see um, Saga still sticking around. Um, then Poison Control was released with a 60. Doesn't look that good. Cozy Grove with a 68. What the dub with a 75. Seems like a very fun multiplayer game. We got a 77 for Last Words Beyond the Page. Uh, of course, Star Wars Republic Commander was released. Um, a port of this game that wasn't very well received. 54. Breath Edge got a 66. And of course, Outriders, which I already talked about, got a 72 on PlayStation 4. And much more stuff was released, but these were the ones that were either some titles I could talk about or the titles that actually got a score. And then looking at the upcoming games, we have Terra Trilogy, we have Secret Neighbor. Uh, I know a lot of people like these neighbor games. Uh, R-Type Final 2, which is pretty cool. R-Type um, R -type is also still around, which uh, is, is very, very cool to see. Um, R-Type, of course, um, legendary game. And seeing it still around, it just warms my heart because I used to play R-Type, uh, the original, back in the day. Um, I didn't play much. It's not really my type of game that I enjoy, but it's just, it warms my heart because it brings back memories. So, very, very cool. Then, of course, um, much more stuff is about to come out on the PS4 as well as on the PS5, but I'll leave it at that to not make this too long of a section because there is so much more cool stuff to talk about. Like, for example, that you are now able to take advantage of the best deal ever on PlayStation when it comes to free games. And that is Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition is completely free. And when I mean free, I mean free. Not just PlayStation Plus or PS Now. No. Free. Completely free for everybody. So get it right now. You have to get it right now. Because it will not be for free forever. Um, there is a time limit there. I think... Um, and I will have to check this to inform you guys. I actually don't have it up here. Um, it's sometime in May that this um, deal ends. Um, let me just check for a moment. It's until um, May 14 or May 15, uh, depending on your time zone. You can check the PlayStation blog as well. There it is all laid out for you. But right now... Don't even wait that long. Why would you wait that long? Just go to the PlayStation Store and get Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition if you don't already have it. It's free for everyone as part of this Play at Home uh, initiative that PlayStation has started last year and has continued this year with games like Ratchet and Clank already coming out last month for free, which is so amazing. And much more games. 10 games up until now, I think, is the number that came out for free this year with the Play at Home initiative. And that's pretty much it for Fairfield Square. Now let's get to the big topic. 
And the big topic for this week is PlayStation services. The state of PlayStation services right now. Of course, some interesting stuff happened in the last couple of weeks. MLB The Show 21 came out on Game Pass Day 1. A game produced by San Diego Studio, or developed by San Diego Studio, I should say. And that is one of PlayStation Studios, which is why MLB The Show had been an exclusive for a long, long time. It's developed by a first-party studio, a first-party Sony studio. But MLB, the major league of baseball in the USA, pressured Sony into releasing this game on Xbox because, of course, it makes sense. I mean, FIFA is a multiplayer. Um, All the NBA 2K games are multiplayer. All the um, Madden games are multiplayer. It it just makes sense. It's what you would expect from a sports title like that. There are MLB fans on PlayStation, of course, but there are also MLB fans on Xbox. There is no Nintendo Switch version announced as of now, but I wouldn't be shocked if this game came out to the Nintendo Switch sooner or later. But as of right now, we at least know that it is available also on Xbox and especially on Xbox Game Pass, which is the big deal right now because, of course, you can either now get it for free with Game Pass if you are a Game Pass subscriber or if you want to, you can pay full price on the PlayStation side of things. So a lot of people are enraged Uh, Because of that, they didn't like that at all. Because after all, this is a Sony-developed title. A PlayStation Studios title. And you even get the PlayStation Studios intro at the beginning of this game. Even when you were booting it up on an Xbox. So it's weird. It's very, very weird. And a lot of people are enraged because of that. And a lot of people were expecting there to be an answer by Sony. But... There has not been any answer in that sense. MLB The Show 21 is a full price game on PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5. And that's just how it is. And it doesn't seem like that will change. But there are definitely coming some changes to PlayStation services. For example, in Poland now, uh, this PlayStation Plus Video Pass is being tested. Which will give you access to 20 movies. um, And specially highlighted here are... Venom, Zombieland Double Tap, and Vin Diesel's Bloodshot, which are all Sony titles. So, interesting. They are using these Sony titles that they have to put them for free on a PlayStation service. Makes sense, right? But this is only in Poland as of now, and it's only to test if this actually makes sense. It's not coming um, right now to any other place. It will depend on how this works in Poland. And if it is successful in Poland, we might also see it in other places. And as far as I understand, uh, it doesn't increase the price of PlayStation Plus. But of course, there is the potential of someday, if they add this to the service, they might increase the price, which I don't like that idea at all. I don't want that. Um, I would prefer Sony to focus on games. This isn't the best answer to Game Pass. If you're worried about Game Pass, this isn't the answer, okay? So this is one of the changes that we are seeing. Um, Stuff is happening. PlayStation is testing stuff, but um, it's not yet going the way I would expect it to go. And also, 
another place where Sony is changing things is it hired um, or the company PlayStation hired a head of mobile. So it seems like they will try again to attack the mobile market. And the way I would hope them to, uh, the, the way I would hope that they would do it is by focusing on PS Now. Because PS Now, if you make it available for mobile, well, there you have a, a better competition with Game Pass, which is already offering playing games on mobile. Um, be it on Android or now also iOS. They now have a new iOS beta going on. So you would add functionality to PS Now to be able to better compete with Game Pass. And at the same time, you would have AAA titles working on mobile platforms, which all the games that came directly to mobile, not through streaming and released by PlayStation, because there are some, and let me tell you, they're not that good. There's one Sackboy game, which isn't bad, but it's not... They're still mobile games. They are still very much mobile games, and they don't impress me at all. They are not a mobile game in the sense of Genshin Impact, because that is a mobile game where I look at it and I feel like, okay, that looks like a console game, and it plays like a console game. But most mobile games don't do this, and I don't want to see PlayStation titles be reduced to that, to the gameplay of a, of a mobile um, title. I don't want to see that. If they went the route of doing games like uh, Apple is uh, investing in, you know, with Apple Arcade, when you look at Apple Arcade and the games coming out for Apple Arcade, there are some impressive games coming out there. And something like that, you know, if you were to do something like, I don't know, uh, what title could work? You know, for example, one title that I think could totally work, and there are some rumors that this might um, be a thing that could come out sooner or later, is a Persona title, which isn't a, a Sony first-party game. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just giving you an example of a type of game that I think could work on mobile because of the way Persona plays. Um, it doesn't need to have the best graphics because that's not really where Persona shines. It shines with the style that it has and style does not necessarily need the best graphics possible um it of course is an improvement definitely if you were able to output at 4k or uh, whatever um if you're able to use hdr and all of that stuff which is all available on mobile it's just um of course the horsepower of a ps5 is always going to give you a better experience but i think that the core experience of a persona game you can still make that happen on a mobile um platform be it ios or android or whatever so that is a type of game a triple a game where i can definitely see it translating well to the smartphone world and i would hope that playstation would try something like that bring a title that actually makes sense and that still has that high quality bar or you know say whatever we will just put out a game, even if it's not perfect for mobile, it's still up to the quality that we expect. And we just expect you to play it with the controller on mobile. You know, put out a full-fledged Uncharted game, because we have seen Uncharted on PlayStation Vita before. So it has to work on mobile as well. Of course, not with the same graphics as you would see on a console. Of course, not... Um, yeah, restricted in very in, 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 in a lot of ways, but still, it would be a full-fledged Uncharted game. You can make that, but you would probably need 
a controller to play that if you would want to have the same gameplay experience as you would have on a console. You would have to have a, co- a controller because touch inputs, forget it. You would have to change the gameplay so much that it wouldn't make that much sense anymore. You could do all the puzzles and stuff for sure, but gunplay? I mean, of course, there are things like Fortnite and Call of Duty, and there are games like that on smartphones. But even those are much better played with a controller. So, I mean, I'm fine if they do it with touch inputs, but they give you the option of using a controller. That would also be fine for me. But again, what I do not want to see is... PlayStation titles being reduced to what you normally see from mobile games, right? Um, It's not the type of experience that I want to see, and it's not where I want them to be investing their time. No, I don't want to see that. Um, I would just really... I would prefer for them to invest in PS Now more, and there have been hints that PS Now is being expanded. Jim Ryan has talked about the cloud strategy, although he doesn't necessarily talk specifically about PS Now. So, whatever, maybe PS Now disappears, and they just make all of that functionality part of PS Plus or whatever, because PS Plus is the one where they seem to be doing most stuff. They're adding day and date games to PS Plus, like Odd World. They are now working with this PlayStation Plus. Um, video pass thing that they're testing and they are doing a lot of stuff with playstation plus the playstation plus collection and stuff like that and they don't seem to be doing that much with playstation now so maybe that is a sign that they just don't want to keep playstation now as a single service a separate service going on maybe they are looking into putting all of that stuff into playstation plus which for me would be totally fine because i think that the name playstation plus has some meaning to it and is a lot cooler than PlayStation Now, honestly. I like PlayStation Plus. I like the branding of PlayStation Plus a lot more and I think it would work very well if you add, um, you know, uh, cloud capabilities to it and and stuff like that. I, I would enjoy that. I would like that. And that's where I would want to see them investing in. I, I would want to see cloud gaming with PlayStation titles working on smartphones. As I said, either that or you actually bring good experiences like the ones we're used to on console. You bring those to smartphones, of course, scale down a bit because you cannot... I mean, the PlayStation Plus has over 10 teraflops. You cannot do that on a phone. I mean, sooner or later you will be, but right now, no, you cannot do that. And phones are very capable, especially when you look at the newest chips from Apple and the triple H Snapdragon chips, those are powerful and you could do crazy stuff with that. But most people don't do that because people on mobile don't seem to care that much. They will end up playing some other game more that has terrible graphics and has gacha mechanics and stuff like that, because that's just how most people consume their games on mobile. So, And that's not what I want to see from PlayStation titles, you know? That's not where I want to see them going. Um, yeah, moving on from, from, from um, mobile, of course, PC has been worked on a lot. We've seen nowadays Gone on PC. Um, or we've seen it. Uh, when, I've seen, when I say we've seen it, we've seen it in trailers because it's actually going to l- release next month, not this month, uh, on PC. But we've seen Horizon Zero Dawn, of course, also. 
Um, it seems like they are investing also into the PC part of things, but I think that PC is always going to be uh, a thing that is additional and just to incentivize people to buy a PlayStation. I don't think that PlayStation is looking into exiting the console business and going full PC. I, I don't think that is going to happen anytime soon. I think they are just putting out other games, older games on PC to incentivize you to buy a PlayStation console and to play other exclusive games that might be coming soon or that are already on there and that are not available on PC. For example, Returnal. And I think that most games, most PlayStation uh, exclusive games, you will not see on PC. Uh, You might see God of War someday, but keep in mind that God of War has been uh, uh, released um, or was released a long time ago. Um, That game has a couple of years um, and it's still going strong. Um, People still talk about God of War to this day on Twitter or whatever. Uh, God of War memes um, in in GIF form are being shared all along. Um, PlayStation exclusives are so powerful and it makes sense for them to release some games sporadically on PC to incentivize people to to see, oh, wow, PlayStation has actually really, really good games. Maybe I should buy a PlayStation. I think that's what this is all about. I don't think that they will go the PC route um, completely for their exclusives. I don't see that ever happening. They are not going to do anything like Microsoft because Microsoft, for them, it makes sense because they own Windows. So it makes sense for them, right? It's different with PlayStation. They cannot control what happens on on a Windows computer because it's not theirs. Microsoft can. And if you're buying something on a Microsoft um, or, or on any PC, on a Windows PC or a Linux PC or whatever, you might also buy other stuff on there. And they don't want that. They don't want you to go to the Steam store and buy Horizon Zero Dawn and then see, oh, look, Red Dead Redemption is also on here. Let me buy that. No, they want you to buy Red Dead Redemption on on the PlayStation Store because they would be making much more money when if you if you did that, right? Um so I think it's just sporadical that they will be putting out games on there so that people will then end up buying PlayStations so that they can buy the exclusive games on the PlayStation and also multi-platform games on PlayStation because PlayStation gets a cut of every sale. And that's what they want. Only if they were to have a storefront on PC as well, like the Epic Game Store or whatever, then maybe it would make sense. But I don't see them doing that Um because PC players would probably not be happy about that. They were not happy with the Epic Games Store. They just want Steam to keep going strong, which I don't understand these people. Competition is always good. I mean, I get that Steam is great, but it took some time to get to this place. Steam wasn't always this good. So competition should be welcomed. Um, And I think that PlayStation knows this and they know that PC players love Steam, which is why they are also putting their games out on Steam. They are making PC players happy with that um, and, and and giving a good image of themselves. And that is making people then look at PlayStation with good eyes, playing good games on the Steam store, good PlayStation games, and then being happy that they are actually released on Steam and not like 
the Epic Games Store, which I did talk about that. I said it it it's kind of weird that they didn't put that out on the Epic Games Store, given that they have such a good relationship with Epic. But maybe that is the answer, that they just want to make PC players happy so that they are viewed as a good company and people are much more probable to end up buying a PlayStation console. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but that is why I don't see them going the, the route of just focusing on um, PC. I don't see that happening ever. But as I said, um, if it were something they could control, which PlayStation Now is, right? PlayStation Now is on PC and they can control that because it's closed. It's closed. You you can only do that much in PlayStation Now. Only the things that PlayStation allows you to do. So maybe something like expanding PlayStation Now or, you know, making PlayStation Now a part of PS Plus and PS Plus then um, just takes the role of PlayStation Now in that sense. Whatever they might do, whatever service they put out there, I don't care. But they what what I think they should be doing is have a service, be it PlayStation Plus or be it PS Now, available on mobile, available on PC through the browser would be even better, even better to then also have it available on iOS. So just like Game Pass is doing it. But I would do it different in, in the sense of, yes, have some included titles, a lot of included titles, but also offer other titles for renting and buying, just like Amazon Prime does. And I think that would be very, very interesting. I mean, I've seen this happen with um, NVIDIA GeForce now, so you cannot tell me that this can't work. If you didn't know, uh, you you should try this any time you, you have the chance. NVIDIA GeForce Now lets you play any game in your Steam library as long as the publisher of the game allows you to play that game through a cloud gaming streaming service. And what actually happens is that the server you're connecting to, because of course you're playing off a server, you're not playing locally. Streaming is always... You're playing off of a server, right? So the server that you're using somewhere in one of NVIDIA's data centers has such high internet speed that when you click on a game and you say, I want to play this game, it's just going to download that game from Steam to that server and then make that stream available to you. And that is so fast because the internet that they're using is so fast. I don't know if it's 10 gigabit or whatever that they're using. Maybe they are... Uh, bonding um, internet speeds to make them even much faster, whatever. Um, but it's definitely extremely fast, so it's pretty much instant. And you could do that with a uh, with with PlayStation um, data centers as well. So you could have you know a selection of titles that is already available that is included in your um, subscription, but then other titles that you can rent or buy. And what would happen is that you are connecting to a server um, in a PlayStation data center and it's just downloading the title that you want and making the stream available to you. I think that's the future, honestly. And I know that a lot of people don't like this because they like to own their physical games, but, you know, physical nowadays means nothing. And I'm sorry to tell you, but it really means nothing nowadays. There are only a few games nowadays that make actual sense to buy in physical form most of the games need patches when they are released most of the games might not even work anymore when servers get shut down even 
if it is PlayStation servers, maybe someday PlayStation servers get shut down, like I talked about when it came to the CMOS issue. Um, so the, it, it just doesn't mean the same thing anymore. I mean, I'm sorry. When you have a physical game, it's just a license to play that game. It's the same thing as owning it digitally, pretty much. Are you a bit better, a bit better um, equipped for whenever the servers get shut down? Yes, because some games might be, um, might actually have this that they can be played completely offline and and they are don't need a first um, day patch and whatever a day one patch. But even then, if Sony doesn't fix the, fix the issue that I mentioned with um, when their, the CMOS battery has died and there's no connection to the PlayStation servers, your games just don't work. If they don't fix that, even then, um, uh, even if you have the, the um, physical edition of whatever game you want to play, it won't help you. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I know people don't like this and I understand the reasons why. But I think it's inevitable. Um, doesn't mean that I like it. Um, I think if if you would ask me, I would love to have both options forever. The physical option and the streaming option. And I think it's going to be like that for a long, long time. It's still like that with music. Like you still can have CDs uh, of music, although almost nobody uses them. They are still available who knows how long, but as of now, they are still available. And that's what I would want to see for the future of gaming is that you will still have physical media and digital media forever. But I think that someday, sooner or later, people are just going to um, yeah, leave that behind, the physical media. And it's going to be all digital. And if that is the case, then I at least want to have the best service available and with the most options possible which to me would be having all of the playstation games which might not be possible but that would be my dream to see a a service like playstation now with all playstation games available from playstation 1 to playstation 5 and with some games included in your subscription yeah but also the ability to buy and rent other games that are not included in the subscription that would be my dream and it's very similar to what Stadia is doing. And I've said this before. I think that Stadia is being overlooked because of the bad launch. But Stadia is such a good service. At least in my experience. I know that it's not everybody's experience. But it's weird. Because for me it's such a good experience that I feel like it just goes to show you that the potential is there. But maybe it's the distance that you have to the data center. So there would have to be some improvements. More data centers. So... I think that in the future, it will be a great experience for everybody. And right now, it's only for some, and that is my case. So I'm able to tell you that the potential is there. It's an awesome experience. Using Stadia with a Chromecast, it's just clicking on the Stadia button on the Stadia controller, and it it immediately starts the Stadia um, app, if you want to call it like that, which it really isn't a Stadia app, but it opens up Stadia on the Chromecast, just like with the console, like when I play the press the PlayStation button on my PlayStation 5 controller on the DualSense, the PlayStation 5 starts up. It's the same thing with Stadia. And then I just um, sign into my account like I would do on my PlayStation. I just pick the game I want to play. It boots up the game 
and I'm in the game. It's the same thing as on a console. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. I'm telling you, it's so seamless. And that's, of course, my experience. Not everybody has the same experience, but I've seen this. I have played so many hours in Stadia, like not not insane numbers, not like thousands of, uh, of hours, but I've played like I've played. I mean, I played through the whole story of Cyberpunk, right? And I've played a lot of NBA 2K and it plays so well. It plays so well. I've even played competitively FIFA. Uh, I've played the seasons mode of FIFA on, on Stadia and it works so well. It's really, really good. And people overlook it because of all the reasons. Um, Google just isn't handling it in the best way. But the, what they have there is so special. And I just want PlayStation to have that as well. Because that is the thing that I would wish for Stadia is to have better, more and better games. Because the games that are on there, most of them are great games. But I just, I still want my God of War, right? I mean, we PlayStation fans, we know this. God of War, Horizon, um, The Last of Us. These games, they are top tier. And I want that on a service like Stadia. That would be my dream as a guy who doesn't have that much time, who has always to be playing games whenever possible. I don't have the luxury of just choosing whenever I want to play. That's not the reality I live in anymore. I know for a lot of younger people that is still the case if they're in school or whatever, but when you're working and you have a family and you're a father, Stadia is a godsend. I'm telling you. Like handheld gaming, the Nintendo Switch, I know for a lot of people that's their main platform because of that. Because they cannot just sit down on the couch whenever to play a game on their PlayStation. I still have a PlayStation 5, yes. But I think that in the last months since the PlayStation came out, I have played more games on Stadia than I have on PlayStation. And granted, there haven't been many special releases on PlayStation 5. When I'm playing on my PlayStation 5, I'm playing more PlayStation 4 games than PlayStation 5 games. I mean, I I have played, for example, Yakuza... Um, like a dragon the ps5 version of that that is an example of a ps5 game i played of course miles morales when the ps5 was released but most of the games i'm playing on ps5 are still ps4 games because that's always going to be the case with any playstation console or any console that is released the first couple of months are always a bit slow and even the first couple of years are a bit slower it gets really crazy you know more in the middle of the console generation and towards the end. So, yeah, I know. It it might seem crazy, especially coming from a PlayStation guy. I'm a PlayStation guy through and through, I'm telling you. I don't have, like, 100 Platinums, but I have quite a few Platinum trophies, and um, I, I, I love play, uh, PlayStation games. I love my PlayStation 5. But Stadia as a service is so amazing, and I just want to see a service from PlayStation on that level. At least now, and I didn't even talk about this, they are beginning to uh, roll out the 1080p capability of PlayStation Now. That is something that was needed. We were still playing in 720p on PlayStation Now, which is just... You cannot do that in 2021. Come on. 720p? What is this? The Switch? <laughs> of course, I'm just kidding. But no, really. I mean, it's great that the 1080p capability is now being rolled out. But I want to see more. I want to see, as I said, something like Stadia for PlayStation Now. Or whatever they might call that service by then. That's just my opinion. If you ask me what I think they're doing, I have no idea. 
but it seems like they are caring much more about PlayStation Plus than they are caring about PlayStation Now. And that is interesting. Um, I don't know. It will be interesting to see what they do. Maybe they, as I said before, they just integrate all the PlayStation Now capabilities and features into PlayStation Plus. And they just call everything PlayStation Plus and it's done. Maybe they do something like, you know, this video passes there. Uh, they're testing this in Poland. Maybe they do a Play Pass. You know, may- maybe Play Pass would be then PlayStation Now. That could be cool. PlayStation Plus Play Pass. It's the same thing as PlayStation Now, but included in PlayStation Plus. <laughs> That's where I'll leave it. Maybe that is the future. Maybe not. I could just tell you what I want to see happening, but I'm not so sure what is actually going to happen because um, PlayStation isn't very um, talk-friendly, or how do you say that? Um, Communicative, (laughs) whatever. They don't like to communicate that much these days, which is sad. But at least in the case of the PS3 and PS Vita stores, they came out and they gave a good statement. And I want to see more of that. I talked about this before. I want to see more faces. Jim Ryan, show yourself. Even if I don't necessarily like your stage presence, I still would prefer to see you instead of reading um, stuff, um, announcements on the PlayStation block or whatever. I would very much more like to see you talking about that. Just like we see on the uh, Xbox side of things with Phil Spencer. He's so outspoken. He's on Twitter all the time and talking with fans. And that is just awesome. And Sean Layden, now that he's not on pl- uh, at PlayStation anymore, he's replying to fans all over twitter and it's so great to see i really wish sean would still be a part of playstation but that's what it is so people at playstation please 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 show yourselves and communicate that is what i would want to see because right now i have no idea what what you are up to and i don't like i don't know if i like it um yeah and before i go um just some things that i also wanted to mention uh of course the resident evil village demo is out and i forgot to mention that in fair free square i played it a bit um plays very well uh, 4k 60 uh, with ray tracing it's amazing but honestly that village stage didn't really vibe with me um i want to see the castle part which is another demo that they're going to put out um and you will be able to play that um on the 25th at 17 p or or 5 p.m um and this is coordinated universal time so you have to translate that and then the village and castle demo is going to be available um the 2nd of may at the zero mark so um at zero o'clock um coordinated universal time so translate that it's only available for a few hours in the case of the village and castle demo which is the last demo which is combining both of the demos that we've seen before it's actually a full day but for the castle demo alone uh, it's only going to be um, some hours it's only going to be that evening so if you want to play that keep that in mind and for next week as i talked about i would um, that i would announce what historical topic i would be bringing for the next week it's going to be days gone which released two years ago it's already been two years and there has been a lot of talk around days gone so i thought it would make sense to talk about days gone 
Also, I s- just saw that Spawnwave has put out a video detailing that the PS5 doesn't suffer from the same C-bomb issue that the PS4 is um, suffering from. So it's actually not affecting physical games, which is great news. That is just awesome for everybody who owns a PS5. It is still affecting digital games. So I still hope that Sony does something about that to fix that issue. And also there is a new announcement of a state of play that is coming up Thursday. And it's all about the new Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Um, We got a new look already and we will see even more Thursday. But we already got a new look at the game. Um, And we were now introduced to the name of the female Lombeck's resistance fighter we've seen previously. Um, She's called Rivet. And yeah, if you want to know more about her and about this game that looks absolutely stunning, check out the PlayStation blog because there is some new stuff on uh, on there. And also check out the state of play. Also on the PlayStation blog, you will see the timing um, and you can then translate that into whatever uh, your local time is. So that you know when you have to check into the state of play stream. Which, as I said before, is on Thursday. And I'm very excited for that. I hope we also see Kina, Bridge of Spirits, maybe. That would be a highlight for me. Because I'm, I just, I want to see that game more and more. Although we already know that it's coming. And we already know it looks great. Um, but I would like to see more gameplay, maybe. Um, so that would be very, very cool and Maybe some other surprises. Who knows? Um, uh, It will be interesting to see what they have in store for us. But even just getting the Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart stuff is very, very cool. But until next time, keep on playing. (laughs) 